1: Bedrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have pumped on in The Giants have won the pennant. All right, Brad is back. You have a nice week off there.
2: Yeah, man. It was cool. We went up to uh, <clears throat> South Tahoe up at the – up at the Kingsbury Summit up there. So we're up like, I don't know, 7,200 7, feet or something. And did a couple of hikes and ended up like eighty, five hundred feet or so. And uh just kind of tooled around and went to went to South Tahoe down to the heavenly village and hung out there. Got some pizza and beer and there you go. Yeah. There's a cool sock shop. believe it or not yeah it's really cool in uh in the heavenly village i can't remember the name of it but like the two the kids two favorite places are that sock shop and a place called rocket fizz Um, oh wow we have a couple of those in this area and they're all like retro candy um retro sodas retro like comic books and artwork and stuff and the kids love that store so yeah so we had a good time
1: I remember I went to last time Crystal and I went to Tahoe. Now this is probably two summers ago. uh, So it was probably gosh, what would two summers ago have been? So two thousand, like twenty. So I think we were all sort of able to go outdoors after the pandemic. Yeah. Um. And and you know we're all masking up, but we were outdoors, and they had a brand new uh, music store music shop cd oh. uh, records and and stuff and it was pretty new and i was like wow in 2020 you know opening up a music store that's cool it, it was really cool they didn't have a lot of stuff like you could tell yeah, they yeah. were still building up their collection and stuff but it's kind of like under you had to go down and nice little you know nice little area so yeah, yeah tahoe has some has some cool stuff out there pretty pretty unique they do. stuff yeah we, we love
2: it so much that just Denise and I are going back in a couple of weeks just for, oh, wow. man, for our, for our anniversary because there you go. Oh, yeah, d- different place in South Tahoe, but still just, we just like, we like hanging out there and we love, um, just finding cool hikes, you know, just because almost every hike there, it, you always end up at a certain point where you can see the entire lake. So we're mm-hmm. just, yeah, it, we take those all the time. So, yeah,
1: no, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, you know, we're going to do some year end stuff on this show. There's some news out there for the Giants. Uh, We're also going to look back at some of our predictions at the beginning of the season that brad for some reason decided to keep instead of throw away <laughs> no
2: they're fun they are really fun some of them are hilarious and some of them are like spot on
1: oh awesome yeah i can't, I can't wait I, I i literally don't know what they are so i can't wait yeah, it's yeah. gonna be new news to me too all right so just hit let's hit the news real quick which is uh the first the first thing and i think these are both bob nightingale reports from usa today Uh, The first one is that the Giants are, in addition to being in on Aaron Judge, they're also going to be in on Trey Turner, Dodgers, uh, the Dodgers Trey Turner. Uh, There's some talk about him. I guess he's an East Coast guy and, you know, the Phillies could be a possibility for him. But, you know, the Giants are going to go after him as well, court him, maybe give him the Buster Posey. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the, the bus maybe he gets a buster hug.
2: Yeah, there you go. That's all you need. What, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, although he can't be wearing any Dodger blue, or anything <laughs> like that. So it's, that, that would be weird if he we can't have that.
1: And uh, that's in addition to the expectation that they go after Aaron Judge. Now Aaron Judge is still playing. Knowing that the Giants have an interest in Judge, are you going to be watching him a little bit more closely? Or are you going to be kind of rooting for him? It's hard for me to root for the Yankees, so I don't think I could root for the team. But just the idea that, not, let's say, let's say there's a twenty five percent chance that the Giants can sign Aaron Judge, you know, might, might not be a bad thing to kind of want to see him do well during this uh, this playoff run.
2: Yeah, you know, so my story with Aaron Judge is that I had him his first two full seasons in the majors on my fantasy team. Mm. So I've always I've always liked him. I've always thought, oh, this guy's cool. I mean, he puts up some great numbers, but it's not even so much that. He seems like a really nice clubhouse type of guy. I mean, he's from the Bay area is from, 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 you know, the West coast and everything too. So he's, he's, he's a good dude. He's pretty chill. He's pretty mellow, but his defense, I mean, his defense is very good and he's got a, a fantastic arm. Um, and that's one of those things, you know. The Giants uh, are, are going to be talking about this this off season is how can we and you know improve
1: the defense. How yeah, can we,
2: yeah. Let's let's improve the defense. Well, I mean, you're going to improve the lineup and you're going to improve the defense at the same time if you get Aaron Judge. But yeah, I think uh, you know during the postseason, obviously, we'll be keeping a close eye on him. Uh, hope he doesn't get hurt. You know, yeah, hope he stays nice and healthy. That's yeah, the key. totally. But uh but yeah, I mean, I. I I would love to have him on the Giants. Uh him and Trey Turner and Jacob deGrom (laughs) and Carlos (laughs) Rudill and Justin Verlander. No, I there you go. We 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 should do it. We'll do a show with a wish list. Yeah, yeah, guess. yeah. Totally. Or, yeah. When, totally. Once the we'll, World Series is over, we'll have our wish list, and we'll kind of mark it off, and we'll rank them of of what you and I want.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds a good. Because I, I don't
2: even know who I would put number one. I, li- I like Judge, but Trey Turner is a ball player, man. Yeah.
1: And, and that also fits a need. So that, that's he, a t- He's a tiny bit younger as well. I don't know if that matters yeah. as much because Judge is just a power hitter extraordinaire. Uh So the other part of this is that um the, the Aaron Judge story we just learned last week. I don't know. You you were out. So if you didn't hear this story, I'd, I don't blame you one bit. But on the last Bags and Brisby, before they go on a little bit of hiatus, uh, Bags learned that Judge somehow like he he had. Gotten an autograph from somebody uh, on the Giants. And, and this like stuck with him for, uh, for uh, as a great memory because it showed him sort of like what it's like to be a professional baseball player. So it's kind of stuck with him when it comes to signing autographs. It was none other than Jonathan Sanchez. <laughs> so this guy's favorite player was Rich Aurelia. He says Barry Bonds wow. is the all time home run leader. And he, there's no doubt about that. And, Jonathan Sanchez changed his view of being a professional and signing autographs. And the best part of that story, I don't even remember who wrote it, but Bag said that the person who sent it to him was none other than Jonathan Sanchez. Wow.
2: That's, I mean, how can you, how can he sign somewhere else, man, (laughs) at this point? But, you know, is this a good omen right here? New York Giants yeah Giants New York Giants that was. A,
1: so that was a little bit of my reasoning for rooting for the Mets, in addition to some friends that I have who, who were really into Mets baseball this year. It yeah. was like, oh, you know, there's that little bridge and you know, between the New York Giants and the New York Mets. Maybe but then they just went out there played terribly. <laughs> yeah. that, that like we saw them early in the year, and there was a moment where I was like, they are scary. And they were for almost like, I'd say 95% of the season. And then in the end of the the year, the Braves catch them and pass them. And that proved to be super costly for them. I I was bummed out for my friends, but ultimately I think they sort of half expected it, even though they really, really liked this team.
2: Well, and don't forget too, the orange in their uniform, um, uh, you know, some people don't know this, but the orange in their uniform is the San Francisco, no, well, at the time, the New, New York, York Giants, Giants, yeah, orange, but the Giants brought that to San Francisco, same orange. So, that orange in the uniform let's not pay any attention, attention to, to the blue to
1: part, blue. No, <laughs> we don't need that.
2: but the orange in their uniform is from the New York Giants because yes. they wanted to meld those two, New York and Brooklyn, together. So, yeah, um, so yeah, there's and again. Like we've been talking about the, the whole week is is who who can take down the Dodgers? We don't yeah. care about who who makes it or right. who does whatever. Who right. can take down the Dodgers? I don't know if the Padres have what it takes. Uh they've been like you said, they've been pretty much big brothered and and oh, daddied yeah. all year by the Dodgers. Yeah. Or zaddy? I just, I just <laughs> heard that word for the first time, like a couple days ago. And I had to look up what is zaddy. I think I saw it on Saturday night live. I'm like, what is that? And I looked it up and I was like, Oh, okay. It,
1: yeah, yeah. What is it? Isn't it just like, uh, it's, like
2: it's an attractive like, older
0: man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah He's yeah, got some swag
2: up. or something. So I'm, just, I'm definitely not a zaddy. I just, I found that out too. As I looked it up, I was like, well, oh, that's not me.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna talk about the playoff stuff in a little bit, but let's let's stay with the Giants. Uh the other news that I think this is also from Bob Nightingale. He's on he's been on fire with the Giants. News. He's busy. Uh Evan Longoria, they do not expect to offer him or to uh pick up his, his team um buyout or, or the, the update, uh, the, the, what, what is it called? The, the player. He, he's got a, the, the option, the option, the, the team. Yeah, option. Yeah, they, yeah. Have, they have a team option for 13 yeah. million, or they could buy him out at five. And it sounds like they're going to buy him at five, buy him out at five. So he'll be a free agent. Now he said specifically, and this was an actually pretty interesting interview. Cause he was very candid and he was just kind of like going through what the giants front office may, may be thinking, which is, if you buy him out uh, and and let him go, and he's a free agent, you give him the, you pay that five. You may still be able to bring him back at less than the extra eight that it would take to get the, the the team option. So that is interesting to see if they bring him back and just go, yeah, bringing him back at one year five million five plus five is ten less than the thirteen. They save a few bucks there. Yeah, they throw a sure. few the few more bucks at uh, at Aaron Judge. Um. so that that's pretty interesting and i thought it was so neat that he was so candid about it and he's a vet you know he's he knows what's going on he's been around yeah. forever we you and i had circled this date like day one of this podcast <laughs> i think episode one we had this date yeah, probably When you know oh when he's coming off the books and then at, and then after a, a point it was like you know, thirteen million is not that bad because they have all this yeah. money that they're not spending. But well, you know, especially we'll the season he
2: had too, because we thought, well, last year was a little bit of a resurgence, but mm-hmm. then we're like, oh, but you know, maybe it was a fluke, and then and then he had kind of the same season this year with the injuries and everything too on top of it, and we're like, well, maybe that's not that bad of a deal. So, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I do like the idea of him coming back in in sort of a veteran role. I know the Giants have a lot of vets, but because he can also produce defensively uh, and the other options there outside of maybe Wilmer are all young guys. So that is is pretty tantalizing to me from that perspective. Yeah. But, you know, it's only going to be one more year, probably. You know, he's, he's you know, he's, I think he likes the organization. and And kind of in the back of my mind is his future... I like, I don't, I don't know what exists with Tampa and, and his relationship with them. Like, you know, I'm sure he's like one of their best players of all time, but it seems like here he really likes it. And I could see him having a future in the organization and being a part of something. Well, I don't know. Maybe he has coaching aspirations and that I don't know about that, but it would seem to make sense to be in good graces with the giants because of how they treat former players and how they create opportunities and, you know, if he, if he's tight with Kapler, you know, Kapler. What 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 is one thing that Kapler likes to do? Add coaches. Like, yeah, let's add another one. Yeah. What, what do we care? Yeah, like what, seventy five coaches. Co- <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's coach number seventy <laughs>
2: six? Who cares? <laughs> would you like to see him back, though? I would. You know, I think I would. And and I and and my main reason for wanting him back is I like his relationship with Kapler. Uh, they were teammates. Um, it's that it's that really awesome bridge between the you know the coaching staff and the players, and next year you've got to think too that we are going to have a lot of younger guys coming up and getting more playing time than they did this year. So yeah. you're going to see the Elliot Ramos, you're going to see Kyle Harrison. I mean, you're going to see guys like that. So to have that veteran on not on the coaching staff but on the 26 man roster to kind of be that go between. I, I think that's pretty valuable. I, I think ten million dollars, five and five. I I think that's totally worth it. I mean, I I, I would pay that in a heartbeat for a, for a tutor for somebody to show you the ropes in the major leagues and uh, what is it? You know, make sure your shower shoes are clean. Yeah, right?
1: yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. They, they they need that. They need uh they need all the tricks. They need to you know the vet tricks. Uh, so before we get to this season review, where you're going to Read our early season predictions and we'll talk about player of the year and just overall like thoughts about the season as we covered it fairly closely, like every week talking about the team, you have to be actively paying attention to what's going on. So I think we have a good view of, of what happened with this team. Uh, what are you drinking over there? You told me that you were going to do some experimenting with your drink. <laughs> I, di- I didn't
2: go crazy. I told you it was going to be experimental after I walked away and I typed that and I walked away. I go, he probably thinks it's like some crazy concoction. <laughs> and then, and then I was a little late getting on and you go, would your drink blow up? And I, like, no. <laughs> I just, <laughs> okay. So what I did is I, I grabbed oh. the, oh yeah.
1: Anejo baby.
2: I've got to give it a shot because it was, I don't know. What was this like? 25 bucks or something it's the trader joe's tequila on yeho and uh i went ahead and mixed it with my grapefruit uh citrus zevia because i wanted to see the difference because i'm always mixing that grapefruit citrus zevia with um the taramana the silver so i thought well let me give it a shot and and then speaking of giving it a shot i threw it in there because i wanted to taste it yeah all right well. Yeah, it's good. I mean it's not. It's not top shelf. I'll, yeah. I can tell you that for sure. Right. Um but it's good. So if you mix it in here with the with the grapefruit zevia, very very smooth compared nice. to the terramana which I like. Yeah. It's it's different. The terramana's got that salty bite to it. Mm-hmm. So if you want that if it's nice and hot outside, but if it's cooler outside like it is, well, I don't know, 78 degrees. How cool that is, but um yeah, it's it's definitely smoother through the little lime wedge in there. Uh lots of ice and uh yeah, it's good. I, I like it. I I would buy this bottle again for sure. Um would I drink it straight? Probably not. Would I find more juices and mm-hmm. different things to mix it with? Absolutely, because I can see this with that uh have you ever had that ice drink? I think it's like it's like a fruit drink, but it's not too much fruit. Uh, and it's a little bit caffeinated and it's uh fizzy.
1: Oh, so, okay.
2: Yeah. That I've mixed with before. Is that, like pink. you get
1: that at like Costco and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So I've mixed that before with the Terramana silver and it's really good. So try, I'll try it with this next time and I'm sure it'll give it, I mean, even more smooth, but mm-hmm. like they, like we used to say in college, I can't taste the alcohol. <laughs>
1: That's bad. Uh, okay. So what am I drinking? Uh by the way, the Black Adam is coming out in a couple weeks. Mm, yes. When, when Black Adam comes out, I think that weekend I'll I'll bust back out the Terramana for for yeah, our show. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, what I'm drinking, you see, a nice little cube there or uh, yeah. a sphere of ice and uh, some whiskey. So, I've been watching some Cobra Kai season five. <laughs> I don't know, uh, Did you ever watch any Cobra Kai? <laughs> I watched the first Karate Kid
2: movie back when I was a kid, and that's all I've okay. seen. But I would like to. So yeah. so
1: this season of Cobra Kai, season five, uh, is uh, the, the center bad guy, is a guy by the name of Thomas Ian Griffith, who played the big bad in Karate Kid 3. Now, Karate Kid 3, in the lore of Karate Kid, did terrible business because yes. Ralph Macchio was like, 32 years old playing a teenager and looked all of 32 <laughs> was not fit in any way it was like it was definitely a paycheck movie for him but it was not a good movie i remember going like like the first week that it came out i think i saw it the second week and it was already at like the bargain bin uh, theaters oh, no. which was great because i only had to pay like five sure. bucks to watch it but you know not the best theater it's like kind of smells in there and stuff. But uh anyways, the the movie after two successful karate kids, right? Karate Kid the first one and then the second one they go to Japan or Okinawa. Then this one is kind of a retread and uh but the kind of the thing that comes out of it is this guy Tom C. and Griffith. So as they're going through the seasons of Cobra Kai, one of the fun things about it is you watch the first season and then you're like, "Oh, what could they do?" and you go back and remember all the characters from the movies. And so last season, season four, they brought back Thomas Ian e. Griffith as Terry Silver. He's like this rich, like bachelor, and he has this thing for Japanese whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I'm not S- even done Steve with season. I'm not even done with season five. But uh, in in season five, he is constantly talking about the best whiskey you've ever tasted, and it's it's from the the Suntory is is the brand now. The Suntory that I bought from Safeway is not the Suntory <laughs> not the that, that, that Terry Silver is talking about when he's offering it to all of these, uh, these people in business deals. But because it is also Suntory, I'm drinking it for Cobra Kai, for Terry Silver, nice. and, and that's what I'm drinking today.
2: So so, what he had was probably aged what eight yeah. years, twelve years, something like that. Uh, it was maybe like a special bottle, you can only get in Japan at yeah. a certain store at a certain time. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, it, it 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 works. I could say that I also was drinking Japanese whiskey, like Terry Silver. There you go. All right, so. Let's get into this Uh, season in review, two thousand and twenty-two. What are these? I'm just dying (laughs) to figure out what these predictions are.
2: Yes, so we had, so we went back, and I want to say it was like April. I think I pulled this from my April sixteenth notes. Okay, and we did, we did one, two, three, four. We did five over under predictions. You don't remember this?
1: No. I mean, I remember I, I, doing it. Yeah, I don't you remember, remember doing it, what you they You don't were. remember what they were. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Hot, hot Take Bry yes. last week said that he thinks he was on all those hot takes that that he also made before the season started.
2: Um, he did hot takes, but not these over-unders. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah I, I want to go back and find those hot yeah, takes. Yeah, we got to find has, those hot takes. Yeah, he, he had some good ones. <laughs> um, so our first over-under, and I went ahead and cheated a little bit on this one because one of these guys was traded. But – the over under of rough and Peterson combining for 60 home runs. Woo. All right. You were correct. You took the under 60 home runs did not happen. It was 34, 23, oh, wow. of them, 23 of them were from Jock Peterson. The other 11 came from Darren Ruff, as he withered and disappeared. Once he went off to the New York Mets.
1: Yeah. Um, I, don't I like even, the guy we got back though. I think we got the better of that trade. I think I think we absolutely
2: did. I should have fudged that a little bit and said Ruff Peterson and JD Davis mm-hmm. and made it a combined. Then we get pretty close, right? Uh, I think so. Let's see what did JD Davis do? Total home runs on this season.
1: Um, he was definitely in the double digits.
2: Yeah, he hit uh, twelve. So go. add another 12 onto that 34. Quick math here, 46. And eh, we're still 14 off. But yeah, um, but so you took the under. You were correct. I took the over. I have no idea why. <laughs> I, th- I think I thought Peterson was going to hit 40 home runs. Well, see, The all, thing, all the all thing about it,
1: is 20. if I go back to the beginning of the season, we were really high on Darren Ruff's season. We were. We were absolutely. buying. We were drinking the Farhan Zadie Kool-Aid. When it yeah. came to the idea of this guy's only going to face left-handers, his uh, his velocity uh, coming off of the bat is is very high. That means he's going to have the best season of his life, and so yeah. we were we were high on, on him for sure this year. Yeah, yeah, but but what? But why did I pick sixty? I don't know. I mean, well, because we I, know, we're coming off of last year where the Giants led all of baseball in home runs. That's true. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> I had to find because after I was
2: looking at this yesterday, I was like 60. Where did I get that number? Because <laughs> you're talking about two guys who aren't going to be playing at the same time. Right. And they would have to combine into this one superhuman that hits 60 home runs in a season. You know, the other like thing you said, is, yeah.
1: the other thing is, I don't think that we thought the Giants were going to have 152 different lineups out of the 162 games. Well, that's not what we thought, so no. that's also we part also, of the calculus.
2: We also didn't think that they would have 26 DHs, and, they, <laughs> and that's what they ended up with. So, And then the next one, Carlos Rodon, 200 Ks over-under. And uh, you went with the over, so congratulations. 2-0. 2-0. 237 strikeouts. I went with the under. I don't know why. <laughs> I, well, I think I, I think I know why. I and mean, I think my reasoning was probably the health.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
2: I thought he was going to was. Turn.
1: That's why it was the over under, was because there was yeah, exactly. concern. Yeah.
2: I thought they were going to be a little more, uh, use him a little more sparingly at the beginning of the season. Maybe he'd go on the Phantom IL, miss a couple
1: starts. That was only the last game of the season, right? That was only the last game where he missed. What yeah, and at
2: that point, he had 237 strikeouts. Just
1: absolutely insane. I called him uh, Lincecum Light today. Yes. <laughs> and the the only thing that separates them is Lincecum just had way more innings pitched, so his strikeouts were higher. Were, you know, Radon didn't, Radon, he didn't even reach 200 innings, right? Uh, I don't think he did, no. So, you know, that's the only difference. Yeah. And it's just really the difference of what baseball is today versus, you know, back then, 10 years ago. And... You know, if you think about it, maybe Linscombe lasts a little bit longer if he's not throwing 265 innings, you know.
2: This is true. We get a couple more years out of him, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, our next one, our over-under, 90 wins on the season. Mm. Yeah, we both blew that one. We both we both took the over on the on that one. Uh, but, again, high hopes, 107 wins. Okay, not as great of a season. They win 91, 92, 93 games maybe. Um, yeah.
1: But they won 81 as well. Yeah, we expected them to make the playoffs. Like, that's the bottom line. Like, that's a number right. that's going to get you into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, and and I think that was pretty close. I want to say the Phillies probably won 88, 89 games, something like that. Um, and so we thought, okay, that's that's what it takes. And, uh, you know, now we know for next year. But we both took the over, and we were both wrong. Uh, we got two left Tyro Estrada playing in 120 games. Uh, that one kind of blew out of the water about halfway through the season <laughs> as we saw what he was doing. Oh, and yeah. we this guy's great. He's like the one he, regular in the lineup every day. Pretty much. I mean, him and, and Crawford. He's, I guess. Yeah. So 120 games was the over under. He finished with 140 games. You took the under. So you're actually wrong for once for twice. Uh I took the over um because I, I figured I figured he was gonna be second base, shortstop, first base, left field. I, I thought he was gonna be all in there and I was I was really kind of banking on a big Tyro Estrada year. Um and and that's what we got. And I think we're gonna get an even better year out of Tyro Estrada next year. Again, stronger lineup next year, hopefully. Uh bigger season out of Tyro. What he hit, uh 14 home runs, stole twenty plus bases. Uh, so fantastic season out of him. And you know,
1: um, we, we're going to do player of the year. Yeah. And our top three are really the only top three, but when you get down to like the next three or the next four, he's, he's right in that next three or next four as as far as valuable players for the season. I wanted to actually
2: put him as number four in our Twitter poll but i ran out of characters. So, <laughs>
1: it's cuz you, you, if if you would have spelled it Logan Webb instead of Brandon Webb, it would have yeah. gave you a couple more back. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll
2: get to that. What a goof. I can't believe i did that. That was funny. Uh, I thought it was
1: funny.
2: <laughs> I saw somebody comment on that and they said you call Brandon Webb is back and i go Brandon, oh no, did it, i do that?
1: Yeah, it's my uh my buddy Brady. He oh, He was writing, i think he was writing for a blog like a Boston Red Sox blog. I don't know if he continues to write, but he's a pretty hardcore base. You remember when we had uh the guy uh Jarrett from um baseball. Oh, Seidler. Yeah, 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 yeah. He mm-hmm. he he and Brady are, are friends, so okay. that's I don't know Jarrett through Brady. I I kind of know them kind of at the same time. I kind okay. of met them right around the same time, so.
2: Yeah, Jarrett had a rough night too. Mets fan. Yeah. That was a that was not a not a good series for Mets fans. No, no. Especially because there's no chance in that game three. Like, they were just done. No way, man. Yeah. No, it was over. Um, and then this one's not necessarily an over-under. This is a pick Uh This is the most saves between Doval, McGee, and Rogers. Uh, And we both chose Doval because we figured... Might take him a little while to kind of grasp that closer role because the end of the year he had it, uh, but again coming in in his second season we didn't know we didn't know where Kapler's um, you know trust was going to lie early in the season. We, so we thought, oh, it's going to be Mac Cheese, it's going to be Rogers. They're they're going to split him up. Duvall is going to come in there. Well, Duvall ended up with 27 saves. McGee ended up with three, and Rogers shockingly ended up with zero yeah. saves and i think yeah. he had seven or eight the year before um and that's why we put him in there cuz we figured oh he's going to be that ninth inning guy getting some saves um but yeah doval with 27 saves on the season long time it's been a long time since we had a, a 20 plus uh save pitcher i think uh, almost almost 30 i shouldn't say 20 plus we probably have had one in a while but um close to 30 saves out of a closer
1: yeah, and he's all of a sudden like he would have been on the next the next level of of uh, player of the year for me too. Like the next three or four, he would have been right there with uh, with Tyro. He had sort of a, and I don't know how you can have an evolution so young into your career, but he found that extra pitch, and then he it like it just changed his his him, like just amazing that that one pitch just gave him. More than what, because he was getting a little predictable. It was yeah. it was slider fastball, and if he didn't have control of one of those pitches, then it was like, uh-oh, this might be rough. And he's overthrowing the slider, overthrowing the slider, and we're just saying, just throw the fastball. If you're going to yeah, yeah. get beat at 99, and then he finds this exploding sinker that just dives in to the right side and, and away from lefties, and you're just like what the hell this is not the yeah. same guy all of a sudden he was just amazing like that you're looking into next year you're like okay as long as he doesn't hurt his arm uh <laughs> you know because when you throw that hard like it's you kind of feel like oh that that's probably coming at some point where you hurt your arm but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited and he all of a sudden he has uh some trade value too which i don't i don't know if i want to see him leave but you never know just based on guys that if they believe they have guys coming up who are going to be just as good as him, it could be an option for them.
2: Well, well, for you, do you want to see Duvall with a little bit of a nasty... Streak, a little bit of a mean disposition on the mound because we don't see that at all. He's so chill.
1: Well, he did that one and time and then he got in trouble. Remember Memory, yeah, exactly. The <laughs> well, he threw the glove. But I'm talking about you know staring down the, yeah. the,
2: the 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 batter, striking him out. You know, strike out strike out the first batter of the inning and stare him down and go, yeah, that's what you get. And, and I, I mean, I want to see it like a
1: little bit of that, a little, that bit, little of bit of stank eye.
2: Yeah, because we're old school. We grew up in the in the nasty boys era, and you know, shooter and uh, you know, Rod Beck, and then and then seeing Eckersley point at people after he strikes them out. I mean, a little bit of that mm, nastiness. I think I want to see.
1: Well, it kind of fits the early on with what Gabe Kapler was saying, which is like we're not going to stop playing hard. Like we're just you know we're just going to keep playing. So that mentality was kind of out there but he's, he's too young. He's like a baby deer, you know, he's, he, 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 he'll, he can't, he probably can't even like grow a mustache. So once once he does that, (laughs) you know, he's uh, he, he can get a little bit of a mean streak, but that also just comes from experience too. Like, you know, so, um, well, yeah, it'll
2: come from experience. If a guy hits you and and a guy is three for four against you and then you strike that guy out, you know, two years from now to end up, big ball game yeah that emotion might come out
1: it's gonna come in a series where the giants are competitive with the dodgers again because you you remember a lot of the i guess the conflict for the giants it would be um who was the dodgers right fielder uh what is his name the guy that mad bum used to always be upset oh puig puig yeah yeah, yeah, And, it, and for the Dodgers, it was mad bum, right? They're like, we don't yeah. like this guy. And the Giants fans are like, we don't like Puig. And so that's where a lot of that conflict came from. There's no conflict with this team yet because, no. you know, there should have been some with the Dodgers, but the Giants didn't play well enough for there to be. So maybe, maybe next yeah. year. Uh, and there's going to be less Giants Dodgers games next year because the schedule is going to be way more balanced.
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Don't get me started on the whole balanced schedule.
1: I mean, you don't even call it American League National League anymore. It's no, yeah. You know. I mean, it's like, kind of like football, right? Where yeah, it, you know you play or, or or basketball even like basketball, everybody plays each other twice, and then you play your your uh, division four times, and I think you play your conference three times, something like that and they you know the MVP is MVP of the league there's only one there's not these AL and NL you know uh, or west and east uh, MVPs so they, they should they they could but there's just so much there's so much history in it that to change it a lot of baseball fans would get really mad
2: oh oh yeah they'd freak out yeah yeah i i wouldn't i'd be okay with it at this point if they're going to go this far i'm fine with them mixing it up a
1: little bit well if there. the giants didn't play as many games against the Dodgers and the Padres. They probably would have played, made the playoffs because it's those possible. Are the, those yeah. are the teams that they struggled. They like the Dodgers destroyed them this year, and the Padres got the better of them for sure this year, which has not necessarily always been the case. So you take those two teams away, I think the Giants were like. Twenty games over five hundred or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Well, and then look at the Padres too. If they don't have to play
2: the Dodgers as many times, they're probably a better team. Also, record. Oh yeah. So totally. yeah, it's it. I think things will be a little bit different next year for
1: records. Yeah. Was there one more that we had?
2: That was, it. That was uh, it. You finished. You finished three and two. I finished two and three. You add those up. Five and five, exactly five hundred. <laughs> there That's we go.
1: Pretty much how the season went. <laughs> <is. laughs> exactly. Uh, so before we move on and uh, talk about our player of the year, Brian and I talked about this last week. So I just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to give you your chance to talk about eighty-one and eighty-one. Uh, the, obviously there's some disappointment because we expected the team to be good. They started out really well. Like we we started out. We were gonna have a segment on this show called Haters Wars. We had like a nice, like pimped out Gabe Kapler photo. I think I still have it here. Let me see if I can find it. But uh we didn't have we, we did like one haters wars and, and that was it. Yeah. You know, he was out, he was hit, hit watch. Man. Yeah, geez. Yeah, we
2: had that because yeah, because he was you were bunting up eight yeah. to one and uh uh, poor Mauricio Debon over there going. Oh, I'm just doing what I was told to do, and you know, yeah. I, I mean, it, it. You know, the season was not successful. Um, I would even call it. I, I would call it more than disappointing because when you win 107 games and then you come back and win 81 things uh, are, are definitely disappointing. I, I think more than anything, I think we tried to talk ourselves into it after the season because we thought Brandon belt was going to continue his resurgent resurgence. We thought Crawford was going to continue his resurgence. We thought, you know, uh, with, without Buster Posey there, Joey Bart's going to be able to to come in and, and just pound 30 home runs. And he's going to really get the game. Um you know, and, and and sign in Rodon and then Webb in his in, in his second like resurgent full year. Um then then you have a, a good rotation. We had an awesome bullpen the year before. We d- we just figured everything was gonna stay the same or get better. Yeah. Um I don't think anybody wanted to think about regression. Um, but you know, it happened and, and, and that's the way it is. And I think, I just don't know where this team goes next. I don't know where Zadie and the, um, next GM are going to go next with this. Because I, I, when you look at the fact that we probably won't have Radon next year, not going to give him a seven year deal. Um, that's just not, you know, not at all what the, what the giants do, what what is this team doing? What are they building? Are we building a team for the future? Are we building a uh, trying to build a dynasty? Um, but it's hard to do when you're not locking players up for four, five, six years. And uh, in, in this day and age, in this market, um, so I don't I don't know I don't know. When you look at the eighty one and eighty one, you go, man, this team could. Could easily be worse than that next year. Um, they could have been worse than that this year if they didn't have such a fantastic September. Um, not even all of September, but late September. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, when I look at that eighty-one and eighty-one record, I, I and then I think about what can happen next year. Man, even with a, a good off season, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what to even think about this team yet. Um, but I know eighty one and eighty one was absolutely disappointing when you look at the year before.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's talk about this player of the year. Uh, you did a poll, and we let uh, we let the the listeners, the Twitter followers, decide who that player of the year was. And I think it shook out exactly how we wanted it to shake <laughs> out. I, I know that my yeah. pick won. <clears throat> Uh, but uh, yeah, let's talk about that Player of the Year. See, this is Player of the Week because we did Player of the Week, but Player of the Week this week is just yeah. going to be Player of the Year.
2: Well, yeah, and and before we go do it, I'll do another quick poll that we did. I, I I put this one out September 27th at like seven o'clock at night. So I think it was the Friday night before the season ended. Six games left. I said, or um, you know, what's this team going to do at that point? There were 75 and 78. And and the poll winner on that one was finished exactly five hundred and forty point nine and 40.9% of the votes went to that, and that was the winner. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to player of the year. Uh, so, like I said, I, I picked three players. I wanted to pick four, but I ran out of Twitter characters because that's Twitter. So I was only able to pick three players. So coming in last with uh, 10% of the vote, Jock Peterson. Uh, he hit uh, his slash was 274, 353, 521, 23 home runs, 144 OPS plus, 198 total bases. And when you look at it, um, I believe uh, Tyro strata had 196 total bases, so only two total bases behind Jock Peterson when you think about it. His OPS Plus was closer to like 107, so just above average, not the 144 that Jock had. Um, coming in second place, not Brandon Webb, but Logan Webb. I put Brandon <laughs> Webb on here, and, and I've done that so many times this year. I think I've said Brandon Webb instead of Logan Webb because we all – know from about 10 plus years ago, 15 years ago, the uh, great uh, Diamondbacks pitcher, Brandon Webb, who just was lights out for a couple of years there. Um, But Logan Webb came in uh, second place with 15% of the vote, 15 and nine, 2.90 ERA, 3.04 whip, or 7.6 Ks per nine, 139 ERA plus, a very, very good year, awesome second full year. Uh, And then Carlos Rodon, your winner for the Giants Player of the Year MVP, a 14-8 and record, 2.88 ERA, 2.25 FIP, uh, 12 Ks per nine, which is ridiculous, and 140 ERA plus, which is only one point higher than uh, Logan. Don't call me Brandon
1: Webb. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, great season for him. I I think a lot of people are sort of feeling like it's going to be the one-off. It's going to be like the one great Giants year. Here's where I'm going to have a big problem, because I don't expect us to re-sign him. Right. If he haunts us by signing with the Dodgers.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I think I was listening to Bags and Brisbane, and they... Had mentioned, was it Bax and Prisby? No, it was uh, Cole Kuyper, Pavlovich, and Pavlovich. Um, and, and Pavlovich was kind of leaning towards him signing with the Cubs because mm. the Cubs are one of those teams. I remember last year, Seiya Suzuki, they came in and Stroman. grabbed him. Stroman, they came in and grabbed him. Uh, they have a really good young core. Um, all the trades that they made, they have some kid named uh, Canario. <laughs> oh, yes, we, we, we traded away to get Chris Bryant. Um, so they've got a lot of great, uh, young talent. So to get a guy like Rodon to go back to Chicago and and they were mentioning too, that he has a farm outside of Indiana or in Indiana. So that's not far from Chicago. So, um, he's not really necessarily have many ties to the West coast other than the season he played with the giants. Other than that, there aren't any ties to the West coast. So, um, you know, Yankees could be, could make a push for them. Red Sox are going to, yeah, that's a, that's a team that I I think about in the back of my head too. The Red Sox didn't make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox are known for making the playoffs the last like 10, 15 years. So that's a team that's going to want to make some big time noise. They need to compete with the Yankees. Uh, they're more aggressive with their rivals than we are with ours, um, which is nice for Red Sox fans because – and, again, it's the East Coast, East Coast market. You've got to – I mean, you've got to compete with the Yankees just like we got to compete with the with the Dodgers, but uh, they, they just have that more uh, – they have that East Coast aggression, so I could see him end up over there. But, yeah, I mean, if he ended up with the Dodgers, again, with a new schedule, what are we facing? Maybe twice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so at least there's that, but, yeah.
1: All right, so uh, let's get to the end of this podcast, and I'm very interested in your thoughts on this new wild card round. We had best of three series. The best seed or the better seed was the home team all three games. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Did you like it? I, this it's I, the yeah. only thing I didn't like, except you can't have the 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 lesser seed. Have the first home game, and you can't have the lesser seed have the last home game. Exactly. So the only one that would make sense is the middle, and then it just adds travel to it that they don't want to do. Yeah, so then the home, you take a, a better team. You take a three game series and you make it
2: five days, six days. So I, yeah, they couldn't do that. I, I like it. I, I when I started looking at the schedule, I go, go, oh my god, we could have four games. Three days in a row—that would be awesome. Unfortunately, it all came down to just one final game on Sunday, and that was the Mets and Padres. But yeah. um, but that first day was so tense. All the games were so tense because you know, if you go down one nothing, you've got to you've got to win the next two games. Yes, you're at home, so if you're a home, the home team, that's okay. But if you're on the road and you lose that first game, now you've got to win two games on the road to win the series in that environment. So I loved it. I thought it really ramped up the, um, you know, the intensity of the whole thing. Uh, and then tomorrow, Tuesday, we get four games yeah. in the next round. All the games. And then, there, and then there's a day off for a couple of the games, uh, a couple of the series in between. Uh, but to have all four games starting tomorrow, uh, I'm working from home working yeah <laughs> you know, quote-unquote well first game home for, tomorrow
1: so. first game for us is at 10 a.m so yes. w- i would be right with you except uh i'm on a flight to oh no uh, syracuse new york tomorrow so oh. I'll, be, I'll be in the air what are you doing in, what are you doing
2: in syracuse you're gonna go see uh the orange men play hoops <laughs> no it's too early for that
1: uh Actually, it's not that early. NBA is right on the corner. So, college oh, basketball has got to become. So, and hockey starts tomorrow night, opening night. And hockey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then basketball is the following Tuesday. So, yeah. Uh, Crystal uh, found out about two years ago that she has a half brother. Wow. And so, we've been communicating with him and his uh, wife ever since. And so we're going to go meet them in person for the first time. We've done like a zoom chat ah. and stuff. And so we're going to go meet them. And they, I think they technically are already married, but they're having like a party out there. So oh, cool. We also haven't seen crystal's uh, mom and her two sisters and her dad and her stepmom. We haven't seen them since I think 2019. So it's also to see everybody again. And yeah, that's uh, so. We're uh, I'm gonna be out no, from cool. Tuesday to Saturday night, so we're gonna have a pretty packed agenda and yeah. uh, get it all done. Yeah, so I'll miss all of this stuff. Uh, there, there might be an opportunity for me to watch it on the plane, though. Now that I think of it.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, have you been to the East Coast before? I've never been to that. well, South Carolina, if you want to call that the East Coast. That that's the the eastest that I've been.
1: Yeah, I've been to. New York City a few hmm. different times. Uh I've been on trips to Boston and DC. Uh and this will be our second time in the sort of upstate New York area. So
2: nice. Oh, yeah. that'll be fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of those cross country flights, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, man. Yeah. So yeah, I, be...
2: I I think I think the next couple of series, I think the next round. Is going to be pretty interesting. I think there's it could be pretty lopsided in a couple of the series Dodgers series, uh, Houston series, even the Braves series. I think the Braves could pretty easily sweep the the Phillies, and we're looking at what three out of five, right? In, yes, in the next round. Yes. So, so it could be over pretty quick for some of these teams. Um, you know, and and yeah, because I I I don't know if Seattle can hang with Houston. Um but Cleveland, they're, they're Cleveland, let, Cleveland has
1: a shot. Cleveland has a shot with New York yes. just because they're so hot right now.
2: Yeah, exactly. Cleveland, Cleveland is one of those teams that they just don't care. They're they're in it and they're just playing baseball to beat you. There's not this tenseness. There's I mean they're 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 the youngest team in the playoffs, and I think they're on the youngest team in baseball. Um, so they're out there just, you know, crushing it and having a good time. So that that that's kind of fun to watch.
1: But. Yeah. So the next time we record, there could be two game fives, mm-hmm. but most of these series are probably going to be wrapped up. Out of Cleveland, New York, Seattle, Houston, <laughs> L.A., San Diego, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Is it Cleveland the one that's that you think they have the best shot at at the upset there? I think that's the best shot of the upset. Um,
2: I think it's going to be a tough sledding for all four of the teams, all oh, the one and two seeds that had an entire week Goodbye. off baseball. Yeah, that, that's going to be kind of tough because you haven't played since Wednesday. Um, some of those guys didn't even play Wednesday because it was the last game of the season and they had their seeds and, and uh, divisions and everything locked up. So it, it, it's going to be kind of interesting. I, I, I would think, look for, uh, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if all four road teams won tomorrow. Wow. wow. Yeah, just because their bats are, uh, their timing is probably a little bit better. Um, yeah, I, w- I would not be shocked if all four road teams win game one.
1: I think the Padres have to win Game One, or they may get boat raced.
2: This is true, and, and it's Urias. Yes, so that that's going to be tough. Uh, but again, they just came off of crushing the baseball in New York. They're riding high. They've had one day off. They fly, they land, and they're ready to grab their bats and get going. And the Dodgers have have had an entire week off. Yeah, to face uh, you know live pitching uh you know their own guys um so a little bit different environment but we'll see we'll see
1: uh Suarez against freed in uh the in, in Atlanta that is game 1 and then Logan Gilbert against Justin Verlander game 2 at Minute Maid Park that's going to be a fun matchup first game is on Fox the the, uh, the Astros game is on TBS and then Guardians at the Yankees Quantrill versus Garrett Cole. That is game three, also on TBS. And then we go to FS1 for the night game tomorrow night, Clevenger against Urias. And uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of, to me, it's like, I know the Padres and the Dodgers fairly well, so I'm actually leaning towards that being the most interesting series. But I'm interested. I'm like, I could see all of baseball getting on the guardians bandwagon yes the year after they change the the team name and the logo (laughs) guardians baseball like just getting behind if they could beat the yankees that would be an amazing story and then going into houston uh we think houston's is going to take it take care of uh, of seattle but you know i have a lot of seattle friends who are just so excited about baseball right now so it's kind of cool to watch and then the other side you know i don't know i don't I don't, I would love to see Bryce Harper get to that next level. Like, you know, as a, when, when he was in the nationals, like I didn't want, cause obviously the giants were, were good, but now that the giants aren't in it, I'd like to see a guy like Bryce Harper, who has been a really, really good baseball player since he was like 19 years old, you know, see what he looks like on that next level again, you know, with the, uh, I guess the, the Nats did win it when he was on, he was on the team when the Nats won it. Right. No, it was the year after he left. Oh, God, see, yeah. there you go. That's yeah. So I want to see His that for first him. year
2: in Philadelphia. The, the Nats go on and win the World Series. Trey so, Turner. Yeah, that's what
1: it <laughs> yeah, was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Trey yeah, Turner yeah. and uh, was who was Scherzer on that? Juan team? Soto
2: was there. Um, Scherzer was there. Yeah, there you go. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, S- uh Strasburg, baby. Yeah. Oh, the who? Who was the third baseman who ended up in uh, Anaheim? Anaheim. Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to remember it. This great moment. fart. Rodone. Big time. Uh, Rodone. Yes. The other Rodone. It's because he's been hurt. Every <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Once he signed with Anaheim, that was kind of it. We haven't heard much from him.
1: So, so I am going to, I'm going to say all the favorites, but I'm going to take the guardians. That might be really dumb. But if momentum exists in baseball, I think the Guardians have a chance. They may, they may lose, you know, some of the late games just from a talent perspective. The Yankees are still preloaded. But, you know, the Yankees also had a really good first half, like excellent first half, and just a, a, an okay to good second half. So they haven't been playing their best baseball. So I'd like to, I would like to see the one upset there uh, out of all. I would like to see the Padres win, too. I just don't sense that's happening. I think it's going to yeah. have to be the Braves. Yeah, I think the Braves are going to have to take them down. If the Phillies somehow can
2: get past the Braves, and it ends up being the Phillies and Dodgers, yeah I... that might be a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to that's going to be really tough, man. Yeah, that's going to be really tough. Yeah, I think I think our best bet to see the Dodgers get taken down is probably the Braves first, then the Padres. A- a- and not even the Phillies. <laughs> but yeah. but then when you look at the American League who can take down the Dodgers?
1: Yankees maybe? I feel like Major uh, League Baseball wants that to be the World Series, Yankees and Dodgers. You know, that would be that would be a really fun,
2: interesting World Series um because if the Dodgers Soon as soon as the Dodgers walk into Yankee Stadium and that crowd goes just
1: nuts on them, that would be a really really fun series. Dodgers fans I, also want revenge on Houston.
2: Yes. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. They do. They want to. They want to play that series over again. Yeah. They're, they'll. It'll just be in two thousand twenty-two. But they they want to play that two thousand seventeen series over again for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Well, you know, even though we're not in it. It is still the best time of the year for baseball. Hey. You get the best teams, a lot of the best players, and we'll see who, who does it. But yeah, by this time next week when we do our next show, we should know who moves on to the uh, championship series. Is, so we'll yeah. be able to talk about that. But all right, Brad's back. Life is good. We'll, uh, we'll be back here next week. So for Brad, I am Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.